Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Dan Hogue of Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0, at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up-to-date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a unique network of pay sites. The network includes six pay sites of many different stripes. A gay cosplay, bareback, and fetish site. A straight pegging, light fendom, boy-girl, and pantyhose fetish site. A bi-threesome site. A queer hot sex site. A hardcore BDSM and bondage site. And finally, a trans female site. There's also a very active affiliate program with Nats as its back end. Through over a decade of independently funding, shooting, and selling niche content, they've funded these six pay sites, found eager, ethical, and competent directors to run them, and put content on them as well as having an affiliate program. Most of the content is exclusive. With an influx of cash and a dedicated team to help grow the brand, there's a lot of opportunity. Only $1.6 million. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Dan Hogue, Director of Operations at Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica. He's also co-founder of Razor Edge Talent. Dan, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Happy to be with you, Bruce. Dan, it's always a pleasure. Now, uh, Dan started in 1998 in the amateur market with his then-wife and had the first swinging couple site on the internet. He morphed this into starting a cam network with other amateurs. And then he rolled that into one of the top cam companies, CamZ. I remember it well, Dan, which specialized in cam shows for amateurs and porn stars to broadcast shows to their member areas. Now, Dan spent 15 years in the cam business and won Best Live Cam Site from XBiz, as well as an Industry Pioneer Award for Innovations in Live Cams. Dan is now Director of Operations at Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica, which I said. He's also heavily involved in channels management for porn stars. After 23 years in the business, Dan is still actively involved in the industry and still loving every minute of it. Hey, let's start there, Dan. Um, you still love every minute of it? Absolutely. The good and the bad. There's a, there's a fair amount of, of both when you're dealing directly it, not only with owners, uh, program owners, but talent and trying to coordinate with talent and mm -hmm. make it all come together on the production side as well as the business side. So I get yeah. a pretty good mix of, of all of it. And uh, sure. it's a lot of fun, but it's a challenging. It's challenging and it keeps me motivated. So. Yeah. I mean, 
And it's interesting because you you have such a well-rounded uh, amount of experience in the adult industry, starting uh, with uh, an amateur swing site um, and then um, then cams, and now you're uh, in the management end. Um, I really don't know anybody who has as much experience in the industry, really. Well, diversified, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 right. Kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, as they say. Um, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't I, say that. You know, um, I you know I've had I've I've done a lot with um, you know on the business end as well as mm -hmm. from working with directly with performers now a lot. Sure. I see a, from their perspective as well. So it's yeah. uh, I have a pretty good um, you know working knowledge of what it takes on the back end to run a successful program as well as how to be successful as a performer and help mm -hmm. them be more successful and how the two intertwine to mm -hmm. help both the companies that they, they work with and for and, mm -hmm. um, and how, how those companies can then help them help the other performers as well uh, succeed. Yeah. yeah. Now talk about your journey in adult and where it's taken you. Oh, wow. Um, from the beginning, um, obviously we got into it for fun. Uh, we got into it yeah. because of our lifestyle uh, sure. It was a way, you know, I think I told this story once before where uh, we were, we had gotten tired of uh, kind of hitting on our friends who were not necessarily in the lifestyle. So we went <laughs> online and we met this girl and her and her husband and she happened to be, and we hit it off and we went back to their hotel room at a, after mm -hmm. meeting at a swing club in Kansas yeah. City. She came up, she, she just said, hey, would you like to take pictures for our website? And we're like, sure. It and it was a great icebreaker, <laughs> and it was the it sure. was a great. It was just yeah, and it gave us something to do, and it was fun. And you know, next thing you know, we're all we're having a good time. We're you know having sex and taking pictures and having a, you know it just and a light bulb went off in my head and said we got to do this. This is fun, and sure. uh, so we kind of grew from there. Um, and then, you know, the, the bad end of it is you get outed eventually and, and uh, our children sure. being at an age where they wouldn't understand. So obviously we moved away from Kansas, a conservative Kansas <laughs> to Florida, and uh, we kind of changed paths from uh, being our, our own, being stars of our own or being performers of our own, excuse me, and then uh, into more of helping others be successful, uh, ma managing yeah. their websites, uh, hosting them for free. We started a cam network, um, traffic and things like that. So we started getting and transferring more into the service side. Yeah. And then it took you to, uh, to Cam Z, which was quite a success. It was, and it was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, that especially the early years of of Camzy, um, that was that was a blast uh, building it. And I, you know, I always loved the process of building and mm -hmm. um, and uh, helping others. And it, you know, it was in the beginning we were, you know, there was a lot of member area traffic from the amateurs themselves, but they were getting siphoned from other cam networks. And we hmm. developed one where we gave back to the performers and they would get mm -hmm. the majority of the traffic as well they should during their time uh, yeah. as doing their shows. And we would sell those shows to other companies who didn't have the luxury of having a live performance. You know, but uh, And then we would actually even pay the performers uh, additional revenue in, in addition to the traffic that they got. 
So it's a really good model for a long time until the tubes came out mm-hmm. and started, you know, doing what they did to the to the uh, members areas. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the amateur that's... market, we all know what they did, what what happened there. So you were in cams for a long time. Any itch to get back into it? I always have. Uh, you know, it, it's always been the passion. Um, it's where my mm-hmm. it, it is where my heart actually lies in in live cam. But at the same time, I really like and and I can give the pointers to my to the talent that I I help today with. You know whether it be uh, advice on their OnlyFans and or their channels to do live cam. That the interaction is so important, and mm-hmm. uh, it really does make a difference. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You know everything you've always done has been very performer focused. Um, why is that? Uh, the, they're the cog in the wheel. That you know they're the engine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody says the content is king, right? And well, without performers, you, you don't have content. True. And I, it, they're the most fun. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, like if you think back to the parties of old and you've been around long enough to know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was always the amateurs having fun. It was always the, the porn stars or the amateurs that were the life of the party and what sure. made this industry great. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun to hang around and network with the business guys and the guys hanging out and stuff like that. But realistically we go to shows not only to do business, but to have fun. And yeah. ever since the performers and the amateurs were pretty much chased out of this business, it's not as fun uh, at yeah. shows. You know, it is much more business oriented, but that's, not necessarily always a bad thing when it comes to business in general, you know, but um, mm-hmm. it, there is a lot less fun at shows. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you can go to shows now, and if you didn't know better, you would swear it's an insurance convention or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a sausage fest. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that. I was absolutely <laughs> I thinking were. that too. It's 100% a sausage fest. Uh, oh, 99%, uh, let's say. So um, uh, maybe you can tell us what's happened since we last spoke. Oh, quite a bit. I uh, I did get divorced. I was mm-hmm. married uh, for a little over a year to a performer. and um, Right. You know, so that didn't work out. I filed for divorce. Um, and, uh, you know, just... It been super super busy with expanding, mm-hmm. um, as well as the, the you know going through some changes over at Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica. We took on Crush mm-hmm. Girls as well, which is kind of the OC modeling's um, version of Pornstar Platinum. And I have taken over production now for mm-hmm. those for those three, primarily Transerotica and Pornstar Platinum. As well as expanded into the, you know, have more and more into the channels management and uh, fan site, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, consulting. Right. Now, tell me more about Pornstar Platinum and Trans Erotica. What are their strengths? Well, right now, um, you know, we're kind of going through a lot of changes and we're kind of uh, going with the flow where we were relying strictly on solo girl sites. We would build the sites around mm-hmm. there. Around, um, say, Alora Jensen, um, you know, Anna Claire Clouds, uh, Leia Falcon, and others, we would rely on them to 
come for us for updates and come to us mm-hmm. for updates and, and, and update the sites. It's got with the proliferation of the fan sites and the channels where the girls are making so much money uh, that sure. they really didn't care about the, the ancillary revenue anymore of a website. And they didn't, re- they don't really need the content because now that they've been doing fan sites for so long, they've become really good at creating their own content. Be back yeah. in the day when we were doing trade content, because we are a trade content company, uh, it was very important for them to have that content. So they, it was, it was, we became a necessary um, uh, necessary evil, so to speak, that they come mm-hmm. to us for trade content. We build a site that gets a little bit of ancillary revenue from it, from the what their site will generate. At the same time, they get quality, professionally shot content that they can right. use on their channels, on their Pornhub, on their OnlyFans, what, whatever, their uh, loyal fans, whatever fan site or, or channels that they chose to go on. And so mm-hmm. it was it was a valuable service. We provide them not only professionally shot raw content, but they also get the edited version as well. So we have a cost saving factor, a time saving factor, as well as um, a quality of content. But now yeah. they've become more and more. So we've had to adjust with the times. We are now doing some paid trade. Um, we're doing more paid trade content where we uh, offer some revenue as well as the content the same way we did back when we were just trade. You know, they get the raw, mm-hmm. they get the edited version of the content, as well as a few bucks in their pocket to go along with it. And then sometimes right. if we if they want a specific mail, and we design the content around too, that we we produce content that sells well for them. Because yes. in re- the reality is if it sells well for them, it's probably going to sell well for us as well. That is a little, that's a change recently that both Transerotica and Pornstar Platinum have gone through as far as production. So we do, we do offer uh, paid trades uh, now. So with the types of sites out there like OnlyFans, um, do you find that there's, there's a shortage of models to work with? No, proliferation is, it's incredible the amount of girls. Um, now, when it comes to like Pornstar Platinum, for instance, it is named Porn Star Platinum, not Creator yeah. Platinum, right? <laughs> so we That's kind true. of we're kind of limited on we, we need porn stars. Um, yeah, we need people who who are proud to call themselves porn stars who've earned that, and um, you know, like creators. There's some wonderful creators who, sure. in my eyes, natural porn stars. They live the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They beautiful. They they know how to perform and mm-hmm. just kill a scene. Uh, and, uh, however, they're just, they don't consider them porn stars. They don't consider themselves porn stars. And, um, maybe our fans don't either because they're creators, but they're Mm -hmm. pretty well known. So we just, uh, you know, for in that realm, I think it's a little bit of a challenge when it comes to Transerotica, there are so many new stars, so many beautiful women that are popping up, you know, the expansion of, um, Female to male trans too is uh, really been an expanding market now, an evolving one as well. So you know, uh, trans erotica. There's a lot of fantastic new performers coming on coming on the scene, and we certainly are one to reach out to those who are looking to um, to grow their brand and to increase their exposure and to get the content. So. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's certainly no shortage of people to work with on either side. And there, and it, even, 
and, and not to, I'm sorry, uh, you know, not to yeah. be long winded or anything, but uh, no, you know, even okay. I was talking with uh, Sandra from OC Modeling, a wonderful mm-hmm. agency. Um, and yeah. she even, you know, because I was mentioning that, hey, we're going to go to this paid trade stuff. How do we work? How does that work with you agents? Oh, we have a list. And I'm like, oh, hmm. you have a list. Yeah, we have girls and males that do paid trade. And there's here's a, a rate sheet for their paid trades. So we can now go to the agencies for these paid trades. Great. Uh, yeah, now, makes it a little easier. Do you think that the term porn star is overused in the industry? Um, no, not really. I mean, do you think do you think some people who aren't necessarily do you think that the too many people who aren't necessarily porn stars use it? Look, if you're a cre- in, in my opinion, if you're a creator and you have fans, you're a porn star in my eyes. Okay. Um, you All know, right. but I don't. You know, I work for the company. I I don't. You know, I don't own it. I you know I I'm at the end of the day I'm an employee of Porn Star Platinum, and uh, mm-hmm. you know if if their definition of porn star doesn't. It, it it may or may not match what my definition of a porn star is. This is true. But in the in the end, what our fans want is a quality quality content. So it, yeah. there are times when I find creators as as defined by my my rules that I was handed, uh, you know, and and I would say that no, they're they're definitely porn stars. They have followers uh that would shadow many porn stars you know and so Mm uh in my eyes that's you know where the where the metal meets the or the rubber meets the road as they say Mm -hmm. Um, okay so how do you feel about the push from government and organizations uh pushing for accountability and content verification now the third party upload sites are responding yeah i think they you know, it's kind of what we've done in this industry throughout my tenure in it is the mistakes of a few cost tremendous hassle for the many. And I think this is another example and it's a reaction from those mistakes of a few uh, that has Mm -hmm. now caused many of us to jump through a bunch of hoops now. Um, It is a logical fix um, an insurance policy that is, you know, the credit cards feel that it's necessary in order to protect their brands, um, to make us accountable and and to police since we didn't police ourselves in the beginning, um, you know, that, or with the companies that made these errors that caused this steamroll effect, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have now, since we didn't police ourselves, which we normally were really good at. Uh, but we did the same thing with credit cards. You know, when people were mm-hmm. slamming credit cards and, you know, chasing down 25% chargeback ratios, you know, it wasn't before, it wasn't long before the credit card companies came back and said, okay, you now have, if you get over 5% or 2.5% chargebacks, you're going to, you know, we're going to cut you off. And then, oh, that's not good right. enough. We're going to go to 1.5% or 1%. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing is happening now with age verification and, um, you know, like accountability for they're trying to make these um, third-party upload sites more accountable. And mm-hmm. because they didn't make it account themselves accountable, they would, you know, they, right. there was a select few that made some 
egregious errors that they're now paying for dearly. Um, and unfortunately, the pressure, I think, of some organizations to that are associ- have their brands associated with that get hurt and overreact. It's kind of sure. like where the airlines had that one guy who tried to light his shoe on fire. Now we all have to take our shoes off. Um, exactly. There was one example. Bad actors, right. bad actors always mess up. Yeah. 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 They mess it up for everybody. There's no two ways about it. Do you think Visa and MasterCard are, are falling to the pressure from these organizations and what can be done about it? Absolutely. Um, I think that's what this is. The, the, they, when MasterCard especially came out with their guidelines uh, for, th- mm-hmm. especially for third party uploads, which is really what's causing so many issues uh, where you either mm-hmm. have to be, you know, and, and for creators, think about a creator. They now have to verify, oh, hey, do you, you know, like instead of just doing a shoot with somebody, um, even if they do paperwork, they really cannot, it's not good enough. Because if you're not tagging the sure. other person, you're not able to tag the other per- person on the specific platform that you are on, it's very difficult for you to use that content on that platform, sure. right? So you have to find people who are on the platform that or platforms that you are on and, and then arrange trade shoots or content shoots with them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still do the paperwork and due diligence and all that and, and testing and all that. But Visa and MasterCard are definitely uh, f- falling to the pressure. And, you know, they they are the gatekeepers of our business. And yep. they, they know it. Um, we lose them. We're done as an industry. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we can see that through how not successful – some of the, you know, the one who, the, the one site who shall never remain nameless, um, mainly because I've been doing a lot of extra work for them. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they lost theirs and their revenue is a fraction uh, based on Bitcoin or, you know, crypto or how yeah. other, how, whatever other forms that they're trying to get through that's not credit card related. Sure. We, we know that, you know, that it's going to be a fraction of the revenue. And if we lose the ability to uh, take credit cards, we're all done. Yeah, pretty much. And until somebody comes up with an alternative that the public will accept, uh, we're stuck with credit cards. It's, that's you know that's pretty much it. mainly for the U.S. Obviously, in Europe and some other places, there are other payment forms that are used primarily. But even Europe, credit card usage has gone up. There's no two ways about it. Um, what are some obstacles as we as an industry are facing over the next year or so? Well, it's kind of fluid. Um, I think you know if you would have asked me, I would have said credit cards. Um, uh, yeah. Because I think they're under a lot of pressure, both politically and from the uh, extreme right, to you know attack us, and they're threatening our ability to take charge. I mean, if they were to hire me to do it, I would. That's exactly how I would go about it. The I think right now, I think it's economics. I think the economy. They're you know here it's we're about to click over to the fifteenth of July, right? And we're we're about to get a lot of numbers that are released for about our economy. And some of this stuff had leaked yeah. out early regarding inflationary numbers that we haven't mm-hmm. seen since Jimmy Carter. 
Um, and, and the early days of Ronald Reagan when, when he first Mm -hmm. started his, his tenure and, uh, you know, we haven't seen economic, uh, you know, um, inflation in the not over 9% since, you know, since those, uh, 90, what, 91, um, Mm -hmm. timeframes. And, and so it's, uh, it's a little scary times here in the U S and people don't know it. Like the, there was a uh, quote from, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, he said, "There's this, there's a, a hurricane, uh, an economic hurricane off the coast. We just don't know hmm. what scale it is yet. So buckle yeah. up." I mean, that was his wow. quote. So it's that's kind of scary when you think about the economy and the inflationary numbers that I'm seeing, and mm-hmm. that we've all seen at the gas pump, whether it's the gas pump, whether it's the grocery stores, whether it's your rent mm-hmm. or your your, you know, now the interest rates are going up, which is you know. Yep. They they were at zero, so it, it put the Fed yeah. in a really difficult position because, and but it's a natural thing when you pump in twelve. What did we pump in? Twenty billion, twenty trillion dollars mm-hmm. into the economy over COVID. Um, yeah, you know I think it was somewhere around twenty trillion dollars that we printed, and eventually that's going to catch up, and of that's course. what's happening. And so that's yep. the biggest scare for me is the economy. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, because most of our revenue comes from the U.S. and Great Britain and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the great economies of the world that we're going to get hit a little harder, I think, than anybody else, um, in my opinion, because we're less prepared for it. Yeah. And we usually get hit first and we recover first is, is how it uh, how it tends to work when these things happen, because the entire world responds to the U.S. economy. So it's uh, the rest of the world reacts to what happens in in the U.S., um, and I should give the standard disclaimer. We're recording this in July, as you say, July 15th. Uh, so, uh, and it will run, uh, sometime in September. So, uh, I noticed the move from NVC talent to now razor edge talent. Uh, what happened there? Um, uh, biggest thing was probably divorce. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. NVC, okay. uh, new verticals consulting was, um, a company that my, my then wife and I had started. And when we went our separate ways, uh, through roundabout different things that happened between us, um, I ended up starting Razor Edge Talent uh, with my mm-hmm. now partner uh, Bambi Bliss, um, mm-hmm. and it, it turned out to be a very good move. Um, we have really made, um, you know, it and not not to toot our own horns or anything, but we've hit our stride, and just it's so much. And you you, you know, if you were to ask me what keeps me going. Um, you know, like changing people's lives really, uh, it's a reality for me now. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to be sure. in philanthropy and this is about as close as I'm going to get because I no longer <laughs> have a cam site that I'm going to be able to sell for, you know, the $20 million or whatever it is to start a foundation and, and, uh, right. and get into philanthropy. So this is about as close as I can get and just make a difference in people's lives. And, um, you know, and we are. And that's that right. to me is most rewarding. And so that the primary thing is basically just change of ownership. Yeah. So along with that, how are you enjoying talent management and how's the new company doing? Phenomenal. I uh, 4X our revenue over the last uh, quarter. Um, wow. Yeah. And it's it's been it's been a really mixture of good and very, very sad and dramatic times um, with some performers, 
you know, losing loved ones. And I actually, uh, unfortunately had been called by one of my clients to, um, her house mm -hmm. to check on her fiance. And, uh, it was a, uh, I, you know, unlocked her car remotely from where she was at. And, um, unfortunately I had found him passed in his bed. He, oh. pa he passed peacefully. Um, uh, and it just, it just, it was, it was such a, um, a horrible day. And, uh, you know, like it just, yeah, the, I bet the, there's, you know, with some, and other ones, you know, going through very much trauma, uh, the, of their own, um, and reliving again, some trauma that they've gone through, you know, and just dealing with you cause they're, you know, they're not only, um, my clients, you know, I don't, I never look at people who work with me as clients, but the more of my friends and family. Yes. And I, right. I take that responsibility. And so does my partner. We take that responsibility very, very seriously. Um, mm -hmm. And people ask me, says, Dan, you really need to take some time for yourself. And I said, well, I would if I worked for myself, but I, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if, if I was responsible only for me and my business or my income, um, mm -hmm. it'd be great. I can do that. I can go on a vacation. I can take that time off if I need to. Um, sure. but when you're responsible for the livelihoods of families, um, uh, you know, 20, 30 families, then you don't have that luxury anymore. It's kind of hmm. like when you have, when you have kids, I like when I, my, my children had, uh, my grandbabies, I said, your life mm -hmm. is no longer your own. It belongs to that yeah. little, little one in your arms now. And yeah. to me, that's kind of like how my clients and my friends are for me. It's like, I take their, re the responsibility that they lay at my feet, um, very seriously. And yeah. I'm going to work hard every day and, and my team works very hard and my partner works very hard every day, seven days a week. Um, mm -hmm to do the best job we can for them and, and earn them as much as we can. And, and we are, we're, you know, it's fun and rewarding to see the life changing revenues that, mm -hmm. that we're seeing. Now <clears throat> you used to be a, uh, uh, entrepreneur and didn't work for anybody. Now you do work for a company. Uh, what do you find the difference to be for you? I, oh, besides no, besides no vacations. Right. <laughs> I never got one of those either with them, by the way. <laughs> it's just saying, and I still don't, but you know what they, uh, uh, you know, I work for JC Baumgartner primarily. My is my mm -hmm. immediate guy. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, there's not a lot of Indians. There's a lot of chiefs in our companies and uh, he's a great guy and I'm right. eternally grateful for him. He pulled me, you know, when mm -hmm. I lost everything, and I mean, when I when I say I lost everything, I lost everything. My family. I remember. Um, I remember. My family, my business, my cars, my watches, every, anything, anything that was valued. But, you know, obviously the only thing I, uh, you know, at that time that I cared about were my kids and uh, sure. I focused on them. And, 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 uh, you know, he, it was a very dark place. I'll just say that. And um, mm -hmm. John Barmgardner, uh, JC, he, uh, he, pulled me out of that by giving me a, an opportunity to come to work and, and move to Vegas after my children had mm -hmm. empty nested me. And I'm eternally grateful mm. for that. And he has my right. undying loyalty and um, gratitude. And, sure. you know, the porn star platinum and trans erotica, I will, I hope to always be a part of it. And, uh, and as long as they'll have me, I will do it. And uh, I yeah. will do it to my, the best of my ability. If for no other reason for that. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I really like it. And I like the, the direction that they're heading. Uh, they're mm-hmm. moving away from the solo girl sites and moving more to a network site where we're doing right. paid trade uh, as opposed to mm-hmm. just trade. We're, we're not right. relying on the girls for updating a website. We're, we're going also to full paid. We're doing some cam stuff again, which is exciting for me. Um, yeah, are, I bet. Yeah, we're doing a, a black label. Um, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, without giving away too much, it's very similar to a very large company that's out there, but we're going to do it on a smaller scale, of course. But uh, mm. it's it's modeled after something else. But, you know, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, but it is going to be exciting and fun for me once it gets up and running. When uh, will that be? Uh, we. Probably by the, maybe by the time this airs, uh, I, you okay. know, I really hope uh, you know it's a it's a process. Right now, I'm still trying to make the adjustments on taking over production because that has been thrown mm-hmm. on my lap, and that's not something <laughs> that I normally had done. So uh, they, for, they fortunately they gave me an assistant to work with and to dump some things off of that uh, I would normally do, and to mm-hmm. enable me some additional time to do content. But it's kind of tough because I'm so personable and our our household and, and Bambi and I, the way we run both business, our, our business and our relationship with Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica is mm-hmm. that, you know, we have we have talent staying at our house all the time, you know, mm-hmm. whether because we when we invite people to shoot with us, we invite them to stay with us a lot of times, too. Yeah. Because it's a nice, safe place. They don't. They don't have to spend money on hotels when they travel and things like that. Right. So you know, it's it's a it's one of those things where it's great, and on the other side, you never really have any time for yourself. But um, sure. so that that adjustment's been great for me and keeps me going. But uh, and that's probably the biggest change for Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica that's coming down mm-hmm. the pike is our focus more on the quality of content. Um, the uh, and returning our the quality of our name uh, back to it. Uh, we went sure. through a rough patch where we we you know we had some issues with content being delivered on t- in a timely manner. We no longer have those issues. Um, okay. And um, we've 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 increased and improved the quality of the content, the shoot houses that mm-hmm. are available to us, and just the w- overall way we treat people. Um, and we're changing the culture of the company, you know, one performer at a time, Good. as I say. Awesome. Now, how are you feeling about the overall future of networks like Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, couple of years, I think, as the economy. I think that's where it's going to hurt the worst, right? Um, in my opinion, it's going to, we're going to see, uh, much like we did in the... 2008 to 2012 range. Um, I think we're going to see a drastic mm-hmm. uh, reduction in the amount of programs that are uh, a smaller programs that survive. Hmm. Um, I do think Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica is ripe for survival. They'll they're not going anywhere. Our our okay. um, our cost of production versus. Um, the you know revenues I think are really good and our ratios are, our conversion ratios are phenomenal. It's just a matter of getting enough the traffic, obviously. But as the economy t- is going to test everything, so yeah. Um, and as our as the credit cards start to get maxed out and we our rebills start to decline and 
Um, you know, those types of things or people don't, are reluctant to break out their credit cards or have less expenses. But there's, you know, what we what we did learn from 2008 to 2012 is that women will never give up their hair and getting their hairs <laughs> and nail done. Right. Mm-hmm. And men will never give up their porn. Uh, so true. those are the two things that are pretty much economy proof. And thank God we're in the business we are. And I'm not in the hair business. So, um, but I do have a friend who is, and I almost wish I was because that guy's a billionaire now. And, uh, but, and we met in this, in this industry, but um, in 2000, I think it was like 2010, he got into the hair, hair, organic hair systems and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. um, Mazel to him because, Hey, baby, whatever but, works, right? I, but I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge uh, for us. Yeah. Uh, and I think the future, you know, is going to be a challenge for the next few years as we fight through the economy, economic sure. issues. I agree. Now, what's next for Dan Hogue? Continue to con- con- continue to be diversified. Um, I'm I really looking forward to this project with the CAM once we get it going uh, as a personal level. But the just the continue to strive, mm-hmm. go through the growing pains that we're we're already going through. We planned ahead for you know I've been in this, I've been in the business a while and been self-employed mm-hmm. my entire life, and um, I learned a lot of valuable lessons when I was younger regarding mm-hmm. forecasting and um, planning for growth, so that when you do reach that growing point, you don't tip over. Um, yeah. and so we planned ahead for this and we're in a great shape, uh, to, and we're, we're fairly, um, expandable very quickly. So that's really where I'm at is right now we're in growth mm-hmm. mode on everything, whether it's porn yeah. platinum, trans erotica, uh, mm-hmm. razor edge talent, we're, we're just blowing up and, and doing everything we can to expand there. With so many more of them out there now with all the creators, what advice would you give to performers today? Stay true to yourself. Um, You know, you have a lot of power, but it's not as easy as you think. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Um, Before, (laughs) the responsibility was always on the companies. They had to hire you. They had to yeah. pay you. They had to, to fly you out. They had to do all this. Well, now you're doing a lot of that yourself. You're the yes. one that's being the creator. You're the one who's being the producer. You're the one who sometimes is being the editor or yep. the marketer. You have to do all of those things or, or or hire for it. So, you know, and at the same time, you want to try to have a life and a quality of life. So sure. my advice to them is find a balance. Um, you know, that there are, there are people out there that can help them consult with them that can, that can do, uh, some of the things and take some things off their hands. There's obviously a lot of things that they have to do personally, but it's a lot of work. It's not easy. It wasn't easy for companies to, to blow up and make a lot of money. And it's not necessarily easy for a performer to do it, even with help sometimes. Uh, Mm. Um, it's still uh, work and if they're expecting to not work, they're not going to um, be successful. So I would so I would true. go into that with the mindset of hey, keep your work ethic in check and really really buckle down and learn. If not learn, um, then find the people around you that are successful in what they do that where you need them and sure. um, apply that. 
uh, but be true to yourself and trust your instincts. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you think about AVN and XBiz and really all the shows finally returning to live formats? Hey, not only that, did you see the dates for AVN? The uh, dates I haven't noticed. No. They they went back to co- corresponding with CES. Oh, okay. I literally just noticed that today because they sent out an oh, email. Oh, it's later? It's, no, yeah. it's at the same time. No, but I mean, it's later than it was last year. It's better, earlier. Better than the X-Biz was last year. Uh, oh, X-Biz is, okay. Yeah, X, I'm talking about AVN. Um, oh, okay. And I, I love the fact that X-Biz is doing the X3. You know, I, love, sure. I love that organization. Absolutely uh, amazing. Um, doing some nice work on, on their shows, for sure. And they sure. always have. You know, the the A-plus A people phenomenal and mm-hmm. i'm glad to see them be the they were the first last year and ran their successful show unfortunately i didn't make it um, mm-hmm. um because of family issues but um mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love the fact that we're going back to live shows and i love mm-hmm. the fact that that you know when i first started in avn it was avn and ces and, mm-hmm. you know, even as us amateurs, and, you know, they would have all these business guys come over and it, was, it really kind of made a difference. And I'm hoping yeah. that going back to that will, because they kind of avoided each other for a while and it mm-hmm. really changed the whole dynamic of AVN. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that it, it restores some of that glory um, yeah. of that particular show. And I like the venue, um, you know, mm-hmm. Vegas World or, or what is it? No, Re- Resorts World. Is a phenomenal yeah. building. I'm very excited about it, and um, and and edX Biz as well. And this year, uh, going to Europe. I you know I plan on um, you know going to the European shows. Um, oh, are you gonna be at? Are you gonna be at TES? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do more over the next year in Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, great, I'll yeah. see you there. I I've still look back to getting back to there, and I I still want to hit up Porno Dan in, in uh, Budapest yeah. and stuff and catch up sure. with him. Yeah. You know, oh, he's I, awesome. I miss that what a great guy. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a wild man, but he's a he's an amazing guy. I love following him on on Facebook and seeing him with all his girls. Right. Uh he's uh he is one of a kind. There's no two ways about it. By the way, one one correction. Yeah, X3 is a great show. I think the first creator show was actually Why Not Community, yeah, which what? is an You're amazing right. show as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were the first on that on that format and uh, X business followed now. And I, I heard great things about, uh, both events. Um, well, Dan, Hey, I'd like to thank you for being back again on adult site broker talk. And I hope we'll have a chance to do this again soon. You bet. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. My broker tip today is part nine of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about what information to provide a potential buyer. Here's more. Tell them what's special or different about your site. How is it unique? Make sure and include a list of all the websites you're selling in addition to any domains that come along with the sale. Is there anything that adds value to the sale? Provide them with any additional information upon request. Before giving a buyer any information, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement. If you use a broker, the NDA will be provided for you. Good brokers, uh, like, oh, I don't know, adult site broker, have a large resource of potential buyers that are looking for properties just like yours. And they know how to deal with buyers. They will also negotiate the terms of the sale, such as price and any payment terms. 
Before closing the sale, find a good escrow service to make sure that both the buyer and the seller are protected. We have those resources, of course. Let's talk about some of the factors that influence the sales price of a website. Number one is always profit. It will be a multiple of the profit, and that multiple is based on whether the profit is trending up or down and how fast it's trending up or down. I've seen valuations of as much as five times, although that's very rare. Normally, it's in the two and a half to four times area. I've also seen valuations of one time if the profit is taking a nosedive. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll be speaking with Saffermaster and Lady Petra of Slub USA. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Dan Ho. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.